Hello and welcome to the Graveyard Shift, the weekly horror podcast where we take listener and guest suggested movies and break them down into the good, the bad, and anything else we find fun and or relevant. My name is Mike and I never work the Graveyard Shift alone. Please welcome the lady who would probably just ignore the secret basement in her temporary home, Mackie. Hi, how's it going? And say hello to the guy who definitely would have brought all of his animals as escorts while while exploring the basement death trap, John. (laughs) Hello, hello. Good evening. Uh, And we had quite a... uh, Well, first, this is an interesting month in home ownership because uh, we began with Sinister, which is what happens when you buy a new home. And, you know, know, the contractor never explained the persistent snuff films in the attic. But, you know, you, you, you just roll with it when you buy a new home. Like, there, there's always a fixer-upper somewhere. Yeah. And now we've got it. And now we've got temporary home ownership. Because today's episode is Airbnb boobs. <laughs> because we watched Barbarian. This was directed by Zach Kreger. Written by Zach Kreger. Produced by Ernan Milchan, Roy Lee, Raphael Margules, and J.D. Lifshitz. With cinematography by Zach Cooperstein. Or Stein. Edited by Joe Murphy, music by Anna Drubich. Produced by Regency Enterprises, Almost Never Films, Hammerstone Studios, Boulder Light Pictures, and Vertigo Entertainment. And this is a uh, an interesting, because usually whenever we have like four or more production companies, it's usually a piece of shit because it sounds like, because it's always like nobody's child and too many cooks in the pot. But mm. you know what, we, we'll see if that holds true in this and uh, you may be surprised. Yeah, and if you're and if you're capable of extrapolating from negatives, then you probably won't be surprised. <laughs> so this was distributed by Twentieth Century Studios, released July twenty second, two thousand and two, at San Diego Comic Con, and September 9th, two thousand and two, throughout the rest of the world. This has a runtime of one hundred and two minutes, so right in the sweet spot for time. This had a budget of four to four and a half million dollars and a box office of forty five point four million dollars. When you make back ten times your budget, I think it's safe to say somebody liked it. This stars Georgina Campbell as Tess, Bill Skarsgård, yes Pennywise, as Keith, Justin Long as AJ. Matthew Patrick Davis as The Mother, Richard Brack as Frank, Kurt Braunholler as Doug, James Butler as Andre, James with a Y because, you know, people just can't be fucking normal. <laughs> Sophie Sorensen with two o- with two dots over the O's. I think that's called an umlaut. As Bonnie, J.R. Esposito as Jeff, Kate Nichols as Catherine, Kate Bosworth as Melissa, Brooke Dillman as AJ's mother, Sarah Paxton as nursing video narrator, assistant, and the voice of Megan. Will Greenberg as Robert and Zach Kreger, appearing as Everett. This has a Rotten Tomato score of 93%. Damn. Now, I'm actually pretty I've shocked got... by that. I'm actually pretty surprised by that rating, but anyway. Yeah, I, I am too, I mean. <laughs> well. We can get to the trivia, and uh, usually I do the shit ton of trivia, but that's always in lieu of uh, nobody else having trivia. But I think you've got some trivia. Uh, who wants to go first? I got a little bit of trivia. All right. All right. So, anyways, as it turns out, random enough, the role was actually specifically intended for Zach Efron. Could you imagine what the uh, role Justin Long has as AJ? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Yeah, I 
Well, you know what? I'll be I, honest. I, I, I could I, imagine I, it. I, I, I'd imagine that there would have been excuses to get his shirt off. <laughs> yeah, oh, probably. dude, and there but, totally would have been a scene where the the fucking monster is sucking on his nipple. You know. Magic mask. No, but this is just. I'm like, not Channing Tatum. <laughs> like complete role you... reversal, you know. <laughs> it seemed would have played out a lot differently, right? Yeah. Sorry, but... minor spoilers. <laughs> But uh, it just makes me think of, like, Justin Long and Tusk. Like, he's, like, built for this kind of horror movie. Like, you know, Jeepers, Creepers, and whatever. Like, this is Justin Long's lane. (laughs) Poor guy, man. Gosh. He gets gets so freaking wrecked in all of these movies. Like, he didn't drag me to hell. He gets brutally massacred in so many horror movies. He's the Sean Bean of horror. (laughs) Right. Like, it's just, it's so random. And I only first known him from uh, Dodgeball. Right. Well, uh, I, I think he also he survived. A... Drag me to hell. Okay, mm-hmm. he didn't die he in did. that one. He did, but he got fucked over in that one too. Like he just came yeah. Catch a break it it really movie. wasn't. It still wasn't a happy ending for him either way. No, <laughs> he just does not have a happy. You're movies. gonna have a bad if you're just yeah. along. You're it? gonna have you? a bad time. Yeah, yeah was so... it you who shared that meme where I was like, "Yeah, anytime that this guy just can't catch a break in any yeah. fucking horror movie." So, anyways, oh, yeah. so the the fact that like uh, in retrospect that it was a, you know Zach Efron was even considered and like between when you put the two of them together and it's like that's ridiculous. Obviously, Justin Long was like the. Off, like the appropriate choice here but yeah so when i looked that up i was like that would have been so ridiculous anyways <laughs> so obviously justin long was like yes let me do this <laughs> they would they would have had to just completely recast the whole mm. like the allegations against them because <laughs> I, I mean with him it would have been just like Really? You think a woman would have turned this guy down? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, but at least if it's Justin Long, you can be like, yeah, I, I, I can see her weighing her options. Yeah, yeah. But in addition to that, though, Kricker actually ended up revising the um, the script for AJ uh, when Zac Efron declined. And then he yeah, rearranged so, the script to fit Justin Long. So, so who's to say who AJ was? When the role was offered, maybe AJ was a better person. He was totally a different person by the time it came <laughs> to Justin Long. So I thought that was interesting. It was uh, the role was rewritten. Yeah, yeah, it could have been a sweeter guy, or it could have been Ted Bundy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. There you go. So there's that. Yeah, maybe less outwardly an asshole. Like Justin Long can really pull off a little, like a. Sm- more of an outward kind of narcissist, you know, Zach Efron, uh, he, yeah. he pull off the, yeah, he would definitely do the Ted Bundy thing. Yeah. yeah. However, well, well, though, he, like Justin Long is associated with being like the guy that everyone always pulls for. Yeah. Right? He, he does. So that's have also that. why they, they, <laughs> it was, he was written the way that he was because people recognize Justin Long as being like, you know, the guy you pull for and it's so weird to see him in the position of being like which we'll talk about later i'm sure of being like sure the, yeah the fucking like scumbag he's usually yeah, the so unlikely hero cool. let's put it that way he exactly. kind of has that sort of like he's like exactly. the nerdy guy but he sort of rises to the occasion he rises to the occasion typically right so yeah that's why that's where his uh his role was uh kind of rearranged in such a way because i'm sure 
if Zac Efron was casted instead of Justin Long, we would have had a full-blown, like, dick. Yeah. Of an this movie... Yeah, this movie definitely a lot of re- subversion. Either that or he would have been written as just, like, a genuinely nice guy. Mm. Because, like, y- y- you look at Zach and you just be like, come on, he's a, look, look at those cheekbones. <laughs> no, no, no serial killer has those cheekbones. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. It's, like, antithetical to the evil gene. <laughs> Anyways. But, uh, you, you know, like being a narcissist and an underdog, I guess he got used to that after uh, playing a Mac in those commercials. Yeah, he had the, he, he basically had the Zach Braff syndrome, you know. So, uh, what else have you got? Well, the title of the movie was actually written specifically to somewhat be a play on Airbnb barbarian rbnb oh that's cute because yeah. uh, it uses the same letters i was yeah. wondering how they got the, so they the name for the, the title and, yeah mm-hmm. so that's what they that that's a little tidbit there they wanted to make a nod for the whole theme of the movie and which the whole theme of the movie is like you know uh which again we'll talk about later airbnbs there's no guarantee here you have no yeah. idea who has been in there previous to you or what the the foundation of an Airbnb is or whatever, right? People just go there because they need somewhere right. to go. And so, and that's yeah. also supposed to be some sort of like, it's in some type of way, like a cautionary tale of like, hey, you know, you might feel like you have your shit sorted out, shit's registered as it is because, you know, she... Uh, I can't remember her name in the movie, but she did her checks and balances, and she was just kind of like, no, this is supposed to be this way. Right? Yeah. And that just wasn't the case, and then it's just like, an, out of desperation, she ends up just kind of coping with trying to stay with the stranger. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so. and, and this is like a truly modern horror movie. Very Because modern. it's like really implementing things that are you know, endemic to right now. I mean, you know, Airbnb, you mm-hmm. know, just things that now are just part of our existence now, you know? Exactly. And, so yeah, and we have those like same sort of... cautionary tale that, in that sense, sorry. As, oh, like, yeah, you no know, problem. Hey, Airbnbs, by the way, they can be yeah. fucked up too. It's, it's literally like it manifests the actual fears everybody has about Airbnbs because, like, we don't really know. Yeah. It's fair. It's kind of sketch when you think about it. Like, and I've heard some crazy stories about Airbnbs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of see how they're kind of building on everybody's worst fears about getting an Airbnb. <laughs> right. Yeah, like exactly. you're letting you're letting a fucking stranger into your home who could just like be like the next fucking Keith uh, Keith Moon. Yeah, and just leave it like the fucking Who's Hotel room. Right. You just had that hidden room. Nobody ever owned, like and and oh, also yeah, you the could really be the person renting it from fucking H H Holmes, and you realize, <laughs> oh no, I walked into a fucking Sweeney Todd death trap. <laughs> yeah, I walked yeah. into my bedroom and I triggered the trap door, and I'm in the fucking basement. Yeah, is this like a dig at like just landlords too, or just like people that just buy up properties, not even know what the hell it is, you know, and they buy it up in some mm-hmm. dilapidated like neighborhood where everybody moved out and shit, like. Right, that lone house. Again, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that yeah. That lone house in the, in the neighborhood once the fucking daytime showed up. And I was like, God, oh, right. what's going on here? Anyhow, so anyways, Airbnb, yeah. title of the movie. 
And um, another uh, fact, too, was oh. that it was set on 476 Barberry Street. So, oh. which Barbarian. the year 476... <laughs> yeah. So, the year 476 was when the Barbarians invaded Rome. Right? So, Craiger said that, like, that was a completely mm. unintentional, like, thing that he didn't intend for that to be. Um, like, basically, that was purely coincidental. The correlation had nothing to do with um, the story. So I thought that was kind of random because, I mean, the parallels there, just with the title and the theme alone. I mean... Yeah, of, of like 2,000 years. Right. Uh, of numbers that you could have picked. You'd happen to yeah. thread that needle. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. I think you just didn't want to confess to being a nerd. Yeah, well, right. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm like, that's so, that is so random, which I can understand why he was probably questioning like, whether or not that was done on purpose. And uh, he was all like, no. Right. Nobody knew that. <laughs> Makes me want to, like, nerd out and try to attach a meaning to it. It's like, okay, it's a metaphor. The barbarians invading Rome. It's like, yeah. when these people <laughs> yeah. invade this house that used to own this, used to belong to this guy, but then this outside investor comes in, he's like the barbarian, and he buys the Airbnb, yeah. you know, like, or some shit yeah. like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, that would be like some lame commercial where, like, someone just knocks on the door and they've got, like, a fur uh, draped over them with, like, horned helmets and an axe. Mm. <laughs> They're like, I am here to plunder. They told me this movie was called Barbarian. I must lay down my weary <laughs> head from all the raping and pillaging. <laughs> And some more trivia. Oh. So the script started off with uh, Craig Reed. Uh, he read a book that was called The Gift of Fear, so which is a book that encourages women to trust their intuition when confronted by obviously dangerous men. So this is also why Justin Long was a choice as well. That was very uh, uh, comforting, especially because... Like I had mentioned earlier, Justin Long has is is known as the horror trope as like he's the good guy that, you know, he's so expressive and he's he's usually so fearful and he does everything that he can to help, right? Um, you know, even in uh, Tusk and stuff like that, he was giving his antagonist the benefit of the doubt. Um, even in Barbarian, I was so conflicted by his character because I was like, okay, so. Apparently, you're kind of a, a fucking sleaze bag, but at the same time, you're doing things like you're trying to help and you're trying to, you know, he's rising to the occasion in the in certain scenarios in the movie, right? But, um, but yeah, so it was supposed to be, um, you know, uh, also a play on the fact that, like, you can't necessarily always trust, you know, as a woman. Uh, you can't necessarily always trust when a guy is is being some type of way. So this is to speak on, you know, our main protagonist when she met dude at the Airbnb in the first place, right? It was very friendly, all mm -hmm. this shit like that, which he actually kind of fucked me up too because the way he, I don't know if they did that intentionally, but the way that he was speaking and the way that he was, like, doing things, I was like, this guy's a creep. yeah. Um, right. So I was kind well, of confused because, like, later on, right? But, like... You notice the casting, too, on that, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think they he picked says, Will like, Skarsgård on a purpose, too. Like, yeah, especially for the line well, of, like, he goes, like, I'm not a monster. It's like, dude, you're fucking Pennywise. <laughs> right. Yeah, you are literally yeah. a monster. Well, that was a deliberate thing. Well, yeah, it's kind of funny because yeah, he does. True. It's so weird That's when you true. see him, like, normally, you know, when he doesn't have all that mm. makeup on and stuff. Uh, but, you know, he was in that also that show Castle Rock, and he was he also played kind of a creepy role in that, though a bit more subdued than Pennywise. Uh, but, well, you know what, though? I mean, he ended up seemed to be a decent guy, I guess. Yeah. But, like... It was a good red herring. Yeah, it yeah, was. It was. Like, it was, for sure. It seemed like he just yeah. didn't have social skills at the end of it. Yeah, he was a little realized. awkward, but, yeah. you know, at some point I started realizing, I think he's okay, you know, and, uh... But it made you question... Right, like, right. he's equally confused, and, and you know, and, and yeah, but it does, like, I was feeling very uncomfortable through a lot of the scenes where, you know, where he was like, oh, I waited till you came out here so I could open the bottle. Yeah, with the, yeah. And I'm just like, why are you pushing the envelope so much? I would just probably be, like, off in my own little space, probably just trying to, like, mm-hmm. not talk to him, you know. <laughs> yeah, and but, uh, well, it, it, actually... it kind of makes, you know, it made sense to me. Yeah, I, I would be, like, really going out of my way to not make them uncomfortable. You'd understand a woman is already in a nervous situation, so yeah. you would want to, like, go out of your way to make sure that she is, like, that she knows everything is being done to make sure that you do feel comfortable <laughs> and safe. But yeah, and, so, and sometimes that involves it, not talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it can, be, it, it, can, it can be an overcorrection and protesting too much. Like uh, yeah, I felt like she's he's trying too hard. He it's was like trying by, too hard, exactly. So yeah, because he's trying so hard. It, yeah, he he was trying to so hard to make her feel comfortable that he was com- coming off as uncomfortable. And yeah. um, so Kleger said, like you know, he used it as a writing exercise um, uh, from a thirty-minute short that consisted entirely about a conversation where a woman is trying to ignore a mounting series of red flags uh, from a gentleman that she's encountered, right? So he figured that he could build on that and make that a movie. Yeah. And so that's kind of well, what he did. He, <laughs> yeah. Well, they like, already did make a movie about that, and it was called Creep. Well, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Because that, that movie is fucking Red Flag Mountain. Oh, my God. Six, six red flags. <laughs> Man, <laughs> talk about like that movie, if it's one thing, on it's it. uncomfortable. That movie is yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> and that that's a, that's a movie where you should be like, trust your fucking fear. Okay, this guy's letting you know, I'm a fucking Yeah, homeboy's just like, well, I need money so badly, I'm just going to basically get murdered by this guy. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's, yeah. Those, oh, I can't wait for the third one of that. <laughs> But yeah, that's that. Yeah, well, that was that was an interesting rabbit hole. <laughs> and uh, some of the trivia that I found was that uh, Richard Brake, the guy that played Frank, mm-hmm. uh, he shared a story on Instagram about attending a late night screening of the movie. And uh, he noticed that some teenagers a few rows behind him were really into it. And they were like, they, they were scared. So uh, when they used flashlights (laughs) on their phones to uh, leave the theater, they saw his face, recognized him from the movie, and ran away screaming. (laughs) That's awesome. I read that, too. He flipped them right out, just minding his own business. And you know what? If I... like if I saw a flashlight shine on his face, like in a dark room, I would probably run away too. He has a 
kind of a creepy face. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with that, like that duck's ass haircut that he had going on. Like yeah. He, he does like, I, if I saw a guy like that, I would think he wants to chop me up and put him in the, put me in the trunk well, of his car. Essentially, yeah, like. essentially with that, with that slick back hair, with that slick tucked away hairstyle and the, uh, and the jumpsuit, he was basically Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. true. And, and even that car, like, you know, it showed it back in the 70s, obviously, it looked like. But, you know, just everything about it, uh, yeah, had a Halloween Michael Myers kind of vibe to it. You know, he's even stalking his, you know, victims in a similar way. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I guess, hold on, I don't want to go too much on it, but I, I was trying to see what, what was he well, he got into that one woman's house, and he was disguised as like a plumber. But what was he? Was he doing something specific with her plumbing, or was he just doing that as a way to just like snoop around and stuff? I think he was snooping. I couldn't I, see anything yeah. else. Like I just wasn't sure what his like if he had a specific end goal, or it was like okay, this is just his way to kind of get his way into her life and look around at her private things and yeah. stuff. We didn't stick around we didn't stick around with him long enough to see if he was like building a rapport yeah. or something. It, it just looked like, you know, like he was just doing like a really shitty job. Right. Like like he's just telling the company like, "Yeah, you can call the customer. I showed up. The place is fine." And like he's just like a shitty a slacker employee. <laughs> right? God, are you going like, in- she, she died in an electrical fire 3 weeks later. Like, are well, you- it was fine when I checked. It wasn't on fire then. It's like, god damn it, Frank, are you going to women's bathrooms and putting the perfume on you again? <laughs> like he just he just goes in there. He's like, "Yeah, I need to check all the plumbing, but he really just wants to go in their bathrooms and like put on their makeup and like spray perfume on himself and stuff." <laughs> like would yeah. you fuck me? I'd fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fuck me hard. It's like Frank. This is the tenth. This is the tenth complaint we've got about you in the last three months. All right. <laughs> it's like really. You you said you weren't snooping around in their in their stuff. Yet you came back to the office smelling like Vidal Sassoon. Okay, you're obviously fucking with their shampoo. <laughs> all right. Hey, it's tear free. Okay. <laughs> Oh, this is the 80s. This is extra tears. <laughs> oh, well, this is what we had, like, the flamethrower hairspray. It's got a mask over the perm smell. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with our ozone-killing hairspray and shit. Like, uh, so, uh, the, the prosthetic suit was worked on by the, the actor who, uh, like, said that the original uh, uh, model was very cartoony. Due to, uh, you know, different teeth and uh, the head being too big and, you know, breasts that look like uh, cosmetic surgery instead of like, you know, some sagging, whatever the fuck we got. So uh, instead of being like a full piece bodysuit, it was like a a modular thing going on. And uh, he said that he had to veet his entire body, which I guess that's like uh, Nair. Mm. Uh, for removing uh, mm-hmm. body hair. Hair removal. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Hmm. And uh, apparently Jordan Peele had an invisible hand in shaping this story because uh, uh, Peele spoke with Krieger a lot and uh, he showed him like an early copy of the cut. So even if like he didn't have like any like uh, major oversight, he at least uh, had some feedback in uh in a, in the essence of the movie. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's inter- 
Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, one of the uh, the most yeah we never did get in we never uh, we may want to get into the synopsis for people not familiar with the movie. Uh, a woman rents an Airbnb and finds that uh, there's a previous occupant already in the movie, and uh, then she encounters some uh, very. She encounters the product of a lot of terrible, toxic masculinity. And a few generations of some... <laughs> uh, Stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, without spoiling, there's some there's some generations-long stuff in the house. And uh, she has a bad time. <laughs> but... Uh, it says in the flashback, in the flashback that includes Frank uh, driving the car, the song on the radio is uh, "Heat of the Moment" by Asia, oh, and yep. uh, one of the lyrics was "I never meant to be so bad to you." Really ties into uh, one of the movie's themes, which about uh, you know men being insensitive and hurtful to women, mm. even without entirely realizing, realizing the extent of. Exactly. The, yeah. Yeah. They may not realize what they're doing, but that's still no excuse because the harm is what matters more than the intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone and, suffers uh, the know, aftermath, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And the special effects are uh, largely practical. And uh, Krieger had a soft rule for himself to not use any technology that wasn't used in the thing. Ooh. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, the oh, biggest respect. digital effect shot. Yeah, the biggest digital effect shot in the film is the grass in the uh, in the 1980s flashback because all efforts to grow it naturally failed. So the grass is CGI. Oh, huh. the grass that we barely see. Applause. <laughs> I don't know. To me, I'm like right. It's such a, like I can't even recall it. <laughs> I guess that's the whole point. It's that that insignificant. Yeah. Never would have. I did not. It didn't even. Didn't stick out. It's like, it's like, oh man, that real grass doesn't look good enough, man. It was fucking CGI that shit. <laughs> Where's the astroturf? Well, <laughs> right. I wouldn't believe it, but it looks. It it looks even faker than it should. <laughs> right. It's and, a vibe. Uh, the director described the, the duality of the film as a Fincher movie on the top floor and a Raimi movie in the basement. Mm. Yeah. No, it's a yeah, it's a movie that turns into another movie. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah, it turns. It really like it, it feels like it's two movies, kind of like yeah. yeah. And uh, when AJ goes through the luggage, he finds Keith's suitcase, and inside we see a copy of Jane Eyre in uh, in his luggage, and uh, in a story in that book features an insane woman who is locked away. Oh yeah, huh. I read that and, uh, long time ago in in grade school. The most suspicious part of uh, of Keith, uh, aside from his uh, his overcorrecting behavior, is uh, when Tess goes through his driver's license and it shows that he's five ten. When you know anybody with eyes can tell this guy's this dude is well over six feet. Hmm. Like this is Bill Skarsgård is six foot four. So oh, unless he oh, was damn. slouching, unless he was slouching. She would just look at that that ID, and that would be like the big red flag. This guy's a fucking liar, <laughs> right? It's like it's like obviously deceit. Yeah, and uh, uh, big spoiler: 
Uh, when Justin Long's character is killed by the mother, she claws out his eyeballs, which is likely a reference to Jeepers Creepers, where his character also loses his eyes. <laughs> oh my god, where'd you get oh those peepers? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah, where did you get those peepers? Oh my god. That's sorry, that was really exciting for me right now. Um, right. Yeah, shit. That scene's haunting yeah. in Jeepers Creepers. I'm sorry, I remember the first time, like, because you see uh, Justin Long being like the one being like, no, he's he's gonna get through this. Right? <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, and that end scene, it's it, it's burned into the memory of folks. But yeah, good yeah. catch, Mike. Yeah. Hello. And <laughs> and uh, the end song uh, is "Be My Baby," per- performed by the Ronettes. Uh, that was written and produced by Phil Spector, who was married to the lead singer of the Renettes, Ronnie Spector, from 1968 until 1974. And in her 1990 memoir, Be My Baby, How I Survived Mascara, Miniskirts, and Madness, or My Life as a Fabulous Ronette, she claimed that she was imprisoned in Spector's California mansion and underwent psychological torment for years. Ooh. And that with the help of her mother, she escaped barefoot from the mansion in 1972. Oh, and, spe- and just in case you think she might be making it up or she might be misinterpreting facts, as a lot of people do when it comes to a woman expressing a traumatic experience, her two sons claim that he held them captive for years as well, with one of the sons describing himself as coming from a very sick, twisted, dysfunctional family. So the song Be My Baby f- really fits the credits due to the relationship dynamics of Phil and Ronnie Spector and her sons compared to Frank and the mother. As well as uh, Tessa's escape from captivity and the mother's tendency to treat her captives as babies. And also how the mother saved Tess from the fall. So this movie got, like, deeper. Wow. Oh, this movie's a fucking lasagna. It's <laughs> I mean, just the title layers. of the song, I was like, oh, be my baby. You already see that. But now, it, it, now even more trivia. Yeah. God, it runs even deeper than that, you know? Now it's like, okay, fuck. Jesus. So many parallels. I mean. Now, you know, it's like a fucking 93%. Like, this movie has so, so much thought. I didn't even think. This was was not a lazy made film. God, I can't. Even like the Jane Eyre thing. I was like, yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was like, well, I just thought about it. I was like, oh, it's just an old book. But I didn't really pay much attention to like, oh, the fact, the significance of it being Jane Eyre, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I always like that. And, ki- I like that kind of stuff in movies. When I love when they do too. that kind of shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know and at first uh, we were all just kind of like, okay, Ooh, what was actually going on for real? Because like it did, it did feel very like there was things that were being introduced to the movie that were kind of left hanging. However, yeah, yeah, this movie like we just uh. If if you catch all the references, like mm-hmm. this movie doesn't tell you everything. It it gives you like eighty percent, like sixty percent of it is on the surface, but mm-hmm. the other forty percent of the movie is stuff you've got to like really pay attention to and also know beforehand. Which you know can be a good or a bad because you know when you expect your audience to yeah. to know the story of Ronnie Spector yeah uh beforehand like those who know it's a bonus for them but for those who don't you're really missing out on like a very a very succinct point of the movie well yeah yeah, that i yeah that i like that kind of stuff uh where 
maybe not everything is fed to you, but you can actually, if you, on a deeper look into the film, you can actually piece together this stuff just by, mm -hmm. you know, those kind of details without it telling you, but it's telling you, but it's not outwardly telling you. It's like, they, you can't want, just watch it one time. Yeah, it, it does. Right. Yeah, definitely one of those ones that warrants repeat viewings. And then, yeah, you might mm -hmm. pick up on a lot of little things like that you didn't see before. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, another soundtrack telling is uh, when we first see AJ, he's singing along to uh, the Donovan song, Reki Tiki Tavi. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's about uh, the mongoose from the Jungle Book. Hmm. Oh, no shit, huh? Yeah, because, like, uh, like one of the lyrics that, like, made me look it up was, like, when I was a boy, I was told that p these people would kill the snakes for me. Like, the church... The government and the law. But then I learned later on that I would have to kill them myself. So the lyrics are about how, how you have to kill the snakes in your life without the help of official institutions. Because, like, even though they claim that they're going to protect you, they're not. Right. So, and later on in the film, Tess realizes, like, she will have to rescue AJ and kill the mother herself without the help of the police. She has to kill this snake herself because there's no mongoose that's going to protect her. Like even a like even AJ looks like he's going to be the mongoose, but no, he's just another snake. Yeah. So again, the soundtrack. It's not just one song where the guy's just like, "I'm a fucking genius." Like almost every song in here, like "I Never Meant to Be So Bad to You." From Heat of the Moment, uh, you have to kill the snakes yourself from Ricky Tikitavi. It's literally uh, telling like, you the be story. Be my baby. <laughs> every, every song in the soundtrack is like either foreshadowing or just driving uh, a character's perspective. It's fucking... It's brilliant. Yeah. It's a good use I mean, of soundtrack, was, you know? It's this like... was not a fly-by-night. Like, everything in this movie was, ex was deliberate. Hmm. And, uh, like, there is one thing, like, I'll put that later in the what the fucks, because it's a, it comes off a, like, a, a bit of a criticism. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I think we'll leave that, uh, be now for the, uh, for the trivia. And, uh, now we can eventually get to the goods, because, shit, there's, there's so much about this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, my first good is, I just want to say, like, this first meeting between uh, the characters felt organic and realistic like when tess meets yeah. keith yeah it, it doesn't just seem like oh no this is like some 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 weird sitcom where it's just like how are these two people going to get along they both rent the same house and then like some saxophone plays while <laughs> like it shows them doing pratfalls on the couch and like making like well well faces <laughs> but but no it's just like shit like we got nowhere else to go so we got to like uh look out for each other like she's got no thing and even like it, it just makes it like it, it doesn't look like he's just like oh no i'm just like some creepy weirdo like i've got the emails here proving like i rented this place and so and you know it seems like they're starting to develop a, like a little bit of chemistry but it's not like oh we had one conversation and you know my groin is is starting to engorge no <laughs> like there's like a lot of nervous chatting and mm -hmm. you know they're just like well we're around each other might as well make the make most the of, best it. of it 
Yeah. yeah. And then they just talk. And only after a little bit of talking and more talking do they start to, like, you know, scratch the surface. And, you know, we get to see things about each other. Like, all the conversations seem not forced. Like, like so much bad dialogue can happen in movies. Like, we've seen, like, so many cases where people are just like, nobody would say or do these things. Everything yeah. here seemed realistic given the situation that... You know, you can't escape because you're either going to sleep in your car in a neighborhood, as we've seen. You don't want to be sleeping out in public view in that fucking neighborhood. No. So you're going to be stuck in that house, not by chains, but by the lack of really better, any better options. Mm -hmm. So there is that pressure to be there in this tense situation and let these events unfold. And As comparatively, yeah, and comparatively, yeah. it's like that was the best option. What was she, what was she going to do? Like, go out into the dark and sleep in the car, and you know, like, yeah, like he always <laughs> let her, like he always let her know, like, I'm not going to pressure you or like stand in the way or like grab your wrist or try to slop, yeah. try to stop you. I'm just letting you know, like, this offer is the really the best one you're going to get, and you're free to make your choice. But I would really. Like, I really don't see you having a better choice, mm -hmm. but it's always your choice. Mm -hmm. so yeah. That? Yeah. No kidding. So Mackie, what? So Mackie, what's your first good? Um, my first good is that I did really appreciate the the gore. I'm just gonna go right ahead and say that I like oh, the yeah, gore. Oh yeah, fucking great. Oh yeah. The gore was fantastic. Um, they didn't um. It wasn't like gratuitous in such a way, but like yeah. it was just like it was enough for what in the midst of when you're trying to figure out what was going on and the gore would show up and you're like, oh, yeah, yes. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it shows restraint in the right amounts to yeah. where when when there is a death, it's impactful. It was and, impactful. Oh, my God. And when they yeah. don't and it's like shockingly brutal. It's the part you're like. God damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Oh, so yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. Like homeboy, I, I, uh, I, I won't really specify like who. But, it's, so, uh, it's so weird to say that, but like, yeah, I like the gore. I feel like the gore was like appropriate and it's taste, all practical effects. Tastefully yeah, done yeah. and it was beautiful. Yes, practical effects. Woo. Spar mm. Sparingly done, but gratuitous when used. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it was fantastic. Oh, and I loved the fact that, like, you know, there was, like, um, you can say, like, quote-unquote body horror. Like, you know, with the, um, I guess you could say the creature or whatever. Like, that scene when um, AJ was taken or whatever. They didn't let you not go through that. It was just kind of like, no, you're going to see what this is, right? Like, <laughs> it was like, poor Justin Long's always in these fucking <laughs> situations in these persons. <laughs> I saw him. Yeah, I'm just like, I just wonder, like, is he going to see the end? Is he going to, like, make it to near the end credits? Or is he going to be, like, a demonstration <laughs> way before the end credits? He's always oh, a freaking, right. like, he's always made to be, like, a sick example in these movies. Um but yeah, they didn't make you like shy away from that shit like that. Like when she was like forcing her boob on his on him and everything like that. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck! Like they really don't oh, give a shit. Oh, the milk bottle. The milk bottle was so fucking. <laughs> uh, <rancid. laughs> I was, I was oh, horrified. Rancid. Horrified. Uh. Yeah. 
I was just like, oh, this is horrible. But like, you know, that's the whole point. Yeah. And yeah, it was effective. So I mean, my, my question thing. is like, did that milk come from something or mm. like best case, best case scenario, <laughs> she's somehow making a run to the quickie mart and not showing up on the cameras while raiding the place. Like a place that ostensibly never closes because they're usually like twenty four hours like with like rotating shifts. Yeah. So somebody's usually around because like you know it's meant to be convenient, so it has to be open like pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. So how the fuck she would like get in? Like, does she wait for like like ostensibly best case scenario she's stealing the milk from the store and, and somehow not getting caught ever. Because the worst case scenario is that she's, despite the fact that she's not producing children, is somehow milking. Mm. And in in such volumes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Third scenario is that she's milking something that we never see. Mm. The third scenario is that there's a livestock person or animal Somewhere in this basement that we've that, that's just going to be undiscovered and unattended to. Well, um, seeing as how she was a mother <laughs> and female and whatever, as long as she kept the breast milk flowing, it doesn't stop. So it's meant to imply that she's probably been been breastfeeding something the entire time that she was there in order for her to still ha- produce milk to put Justin Long through that. So especially in <laughs> such a big bottle and on a regular basis, like to sustain a prisoner. Yeah, it's it's one of those like, you know, it's either you use it or lose it situations when it comes to breast milk. So if, uh, if, if <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it is. The, implica- like, so the, implication, means, the like, implication would be before they discover the basement that there is something to continue to continue her to for her to that, keep, for her to feed. Right. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Because Unless she's just throwing milk against the wall just to keep in practice. No, it, it because it's like, you know, women, um, otherwise they'll pump or something like that, right? So obviously there was something that she was doing to keep the milk flowing. Um, yeah. And actually there was a point too where it The was milk implied, must flow. Yeah. It was implied though that there were a lot of failed like quote-unquote babies i guess like when they ended yeah. up like dropped down into the cellar or corridor or whatever the fuck right it looked like there was a bunch of like different well wait, she's watching nursing but, videos yeah like, there's the videos well yeah oh, well and there's all the videotapes that the frank yeah, had yeah, and so well too. i wouldn't wonder if like like these were other women that maybe he tried to do the same thing with and like Raise Maybe, them up, yeah. or or she is the offspring of one of those like women that he like probably like tied in and like raped and shit. And she know? was probably like one of the best, well, like um, yeah, like one of the ones that actually of, survived. And that's right. the thing; it's one of those things that isn't actually outwardly told to you. It's kind of like that's why I was like stewing around. I was like, was she like an like a severely incest? Like maybe oh, she has to be like not just like one or two. Like she like looks like generations. The of at least, yeah, at least like she's three the, generations. She's actually a granddaughter of one of them. You know what I mean? Like maybe they had a yeah. daughter, and then oh yeah, because you know, like, like one one incest baby would. I feel filthy just even way. talking yeah. about this. I mean, one incest baby would look like one of the Sawyer family. Uh, did fucking <laughs> but, George R. R. Martin have a, a hand in writing this? God. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like all this fucking incest talk. Oh, if he, no, if George R. R. Martin saw, it, we would have seen the scenes instead of just implied them. Right. Oh, we would God. have to. Awkward, we, would, we would just have to awkwardly watch while someone is screaming and trying to like wriggle away mm. out of the chains. Yeah. It's horribly uncomfortable. What a yeah, very it, terrible situation. Well, but we did. Well, we did get some George R. R. Martin level head trauma. <laughs> so we, so we, so we oh did yeah, get we, we got, certainly we did. Best, yeah, we right, got the right, best where, George R. R. Martin stuff. Uh, I know. Where, where's Pedro Pascal? Was, oh, I wonder what he thought about this one death. <laughs> I'm thinking of <laughs> <laughs> this movie gave me a headache. Uh, <laughs> lol. Uh, so John, uh, did we get to your good? Oh yeah, we didn't even get to mine. Um, well, I, I, I will make a broad kind of sweeping good on this. I think just the. Um, this is another one where I feel like the pacing's pretty good in this movie. Um, I do actually find it intriguing how it is essentially two mm. movies in one, but they tie together yeah. fairly well. I like the transition. I love the the red herring. I mean, kind of piggybacking off your point there, Mike. I feel like that first scene is that first sequence of scenes is done so well between Georgina Campbell and Will Skarsgård, and it really makes me uncomfortable the whole time. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. When is Will going to pull his fucking super creepy move? Because he's already building this up. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for the switch. And then it kind of <laughs> diffuses too. you a little bit. And you're like, oh, this guy's kind of charming. Okay, well, maybe he's nervous. And you know what? He's also probably a little uncomfortable, too. I mean, right. you know, he how do you know? know her either. How does he know she's not going to fucking murder him? Right. You know? yeah. But... That's uh, what I thought the twist the was going to be, that she's the fucking too. lunatic. And and then I yeah. definitely picked up, I was like, oh, they definitely picked Will Skarsgård for this because, you know, they know he's someone who played a creepy character. But they then he switched can, actors yeah. for um, the influential role, right? I, right. Which, John, I think you mentioned that earlier. Justin Long is known for being the the um, the person that you root for. Right. right. Whereas, and that's how we recognize him in movies like this. Whereas, uh, oh my gosh, Sibyl, what is his name? Skarsgård. Yeah. Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that's supposed to be the creeper. So you yeah. look at him and assume, like, oh, yeah, he's going to be up to no good for sure. Yeah. Like, and then, uh, yeah, I guess in the end, I ended up feeling a little bad for him, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, he was, <laughs> he was, was just a guy. A- he was just a guy who was there and just in the wrong place yeah. at the wrong time. Just got roped yeah. into it all. <laughs> he was yeah. such a good red herring. Yeah. Like, especially when he's like, do I look like some kind of monster? Like, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, good fellows. Like, what? Am I a clown? Do I amuse you? Do I do fucking I float down you? here? <laughs> What's so yeah, fucking are- funny about me? What? <laughs> just funny man how you say stuff right you know funny, funny how <laughs> how am i funny. fucking funny it. huh it's the way you fucking said joe that, pesci though. and goodfellas it's <laughs> yeah. the way you said it you kind of came off as kind of like you know creepy i don't know yeah <laughs> just sorry i mean and just your your tall figure i mean just just hey just grin a little bit just grin you're like oh, oh okay all right now yeah. stop <laughs> what do you um, want me to say man what well a funny, they actually, Will Skarsgård, when he was promoing uh, the first It remake movie, um, they, he was on, like, The Tonight Show or one of those, like, talk shows, and they even did that, where he was on there talking, and they're like, man, you know, it's just so weird, like, when you're on your makeup, you're so scary, but then, you know, outside of that, you see, like, so nice and charming and stuff. Hold on, do do your 
do your smile real quick. And he does just the most sinister, creepy ass smile I've ever seen. He just does it right there in the camera. And you're like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, okay, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now he, I remember. He ha- yeah, you probably <laughs> have seen that interview. I thought it was so good. He, yeah, it was like he definitely can t- flip the switch for sure. Um, but uh, but with that does. said, yeah, like, um, you know, I think like throughout the whole movie, I didn't really find myself getting out of the movie, even at parts where it sort of it switches gears and then we go over to Justin Long's character. Um, I was I was still pretty pulled in with that too. You know, I, I there wasn't a point that I was like checked out of the movie. I was gripped the whole way through. So same. Um, yeah. I'm usually one to remark that if a movie does that well, I I usually will comment on it, and this is another example. Yeah, I mean, there's times when you should have a breather in a movie to like for sure to like reduce the tension, but a lot of people mistake that for okay, so I can just jam pointless filler in this. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean a movie is slow. Have something that inflates a character's presence and uh, informs us about a character. As it brings them to uh, to rejoin the, uh, the the situation in progress, yeah, like it, you can take this slow moment, but still inform us of important things. Mm-hmm. And so when we do, we see his perspective, where he's just being accused of these awful, terrible things, and you know, as we see his reactions and stuff, we wonder, like, oh, is he just like a misunderstood guy? But yeah. then, like, if you pay attention in just one scene, you're just like, oh, yeah. There was definitely oh, yeah. the way they did that. He's not with, that misunderstood. All that stuff was great. I think it, it, it served well. It built up. Uh, it, it sets up his character well. And I mean, this one thing you got to create stakes for the action sequences to work. You kind of have to have. You got to know a little bit about these characters and care about them in some kind of way. Maybe like you care about them. Maybe not necessarily like you like them. Maybe you're just like, oh, I really want to see them die. Or, mm-hmm. or you know, I want to see them, you know, make it through. But either way, you care about the outcome. It's like if you don't mm-hmm. do that very well, then you're just kind of like the action right. sequences don't really mean anything. I, I get bored, you know. That's yeah. that's what a movie can bore me because I'm like, I don't really give a shit about what's going on in this scene because mm-hmm. there's no stakes, you know. Right. It, 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 oh, yeah. You really put yourself out to to uh to a great deal of risk if you only make the only interesting part about your movie the monster yeah for sure because then yeah. you then you've got a case of it follows because yeah. that movie mm. oh, God. when oh, God. it's got the mon- when it's got the monster in it and the monster's <sighs> doing monster shit it's good yeah it's the, really good the character stuff on it is where it's really fucking boring <laughs> like the unfortunately there are there are no characters there's yeah. just potential victims that we follow around doing fuck all until the monster shows up. By the end of that movie, I was pissed. Yeah. Because there's an entire movie in there <laughs> of nothing, there's along such a, with a nice half-hour episode of oh. the monster the monster show. Yeah, so yeah. That, I, I remember there's so, just such I'll a... i never watch that movie again. God, it movie, like, uh, for a concept that was so fucking terrifying, my God, right. man, they, they like, wasted a they good, like, something. the they middle of the movie is just Ooh, absolutely boring. Something. And and then they just let it go. I don't know what yeah. they they ended up doing. It's but a shame that's like, such a what a such waste. a mediocre movie, but it inspired one of my best skits. 
<sighs> yeah, they a profoundly great idea that was kind of wasted in this mm. execution of it, you know? Mm-hmm. A very good one. Yeah. Such uh, a shame. Oh, uh, well, before yeah. I, I will say if if y'all did enjoy that, have y'all if y'all haven't watched Smile, y'all should check that out. That oh, I want to watch shit. that. I want to cover that at some point. Yeah, that one kind of that one kind of freaked me out a little bit. Like that, that was pretty good. I mean, it's it's Don't got off. issues. Let's get back on track. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so we're done here. Yeah, on my I mean, uh, point. Yeah, like just like the final thing about Skarsgård, like up until like the very last moment, he you really can't you really vacillate between oh he's just a little weird. Oh, he's like really weird. Like when we see him like having like night terrors, you're like, oh, this guy's a disturbed, creepy weirdo. And then uh, when he shows up later, you're just like, oh, did well, he wouldn't have had time to make this horrible basement, but maybe he got it because of the basement. And, you know, like his friend knows about this thing and like you just don't know. And then when he goes missing in the basement, you still don't know. Has he met with foul play or is he just luring her in closer? Up until the very last second when we realize, oh, no, he's just a totally innocent dude that was that was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And he was never a threat to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so but, uh, upsetting, like in the most like, you know, uh, twist of events kind of way. I was like, well, shit, because, yeah, the thing is, though, like in reference to um one of the trivia points was that he raised all of my fucking red flags too. Like the alarm bells were going off for me with their interactions. Yeah. Right? So I was just kind of like this guy, that's, I don't know. That's good writing. Yeah, it was, it was very good writing in that sense. So like when that happened, like, you know, Mike, when you mentioned when that happened, I was like, Oh, son of a bitch shows what I know. <laughs> You know, so it's just, yeah. Anyway. And uh, I've got, like, a bunch of little goods, like the door that locks in the basement. First, I was putting that down as a bad, like, who the fuck would design a room like this? And then we found out about Frank. And I'm like, oh, a self-locking basement suddenly makes sense. Frank was living (laughs) the dream. Oh, away from everything and everyone. Oh, fuck, yeah. Right. And uh, I another thought. mini good, another, <laughs> another mini good was the song Ricky Tiki Tavi because I ended up uh, ended up finding it on YouTube, and you know it's just a really fucking like semi reggae song from this Scottish guy. He also uh, Donovan, the same guy that did uh, Mellow Yellow. You know they call me Mellow Yellow. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he also did uh, Sunshine Superman. Hmm. You know like. Uh, 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 cause I made my mind up, you're going to be mine, I tell you right now. Like, basically, like, if you think hippy-dippy music with sitars and shit, mm. Donovan did it. He was, like, the face of the fucking hippie culture. The, the songs this guy did, like, you just, just look up Donovan on YouTube. There's so many fucking amazing songs this guy did. And uh, another mini good... Uh, the real estate receptionist looked like Velma if she was played by Blossom. I'm here for that. Give me a fucking nerdy looking girl. I'm down. Uh, the mother, we've already gone into the the talk about like the excellent creature prosthetics. So uh, my final good, because like we got to keep moving, is, uh, you know, Justin Long 
plays an excellent great guy who thinks he's a victim, mm. like this put upon victim, mm-hmm. while as we see, he still just can't stop hurting everyone around him. Even, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter that he doesn't really plan to or think about it. It just comes so easy to him. It's fucking near a reflex, like breathing. Yeah. That yeah, that he will hurt to- everyone around him to get the slightest convenience or opportunity for himself. Yeah. yeah. It's not malicious. He, yeah. And he does find out later on, like, he is aware, oh, I am hurting people. Like, he has this <laughs> yeah. conflict, which it, it just goes to show, like, he's not completely unaware. He does have a revelation, like, oh, fuck, I am doing, I he am hurting people. Remorseful. Mm. I'm doing he gets this. Remorseful, he's right? probably one of the most organic gets- narcissists I've seen in a movie. You know, yeah, something like- about it's very believable because he's not too on the nose about it. It's like very. He's like, I would he's, actually but he's always the victim, not as you're saying. He's eventually yeah. self aware. Yeah. He's, he's, but the thing is, like, the things that he does, you can tell that like, he would rather not do that. Like, if he could have done something else that didn't involve harming somebody else, and that's what he would do. Yeah, right? he just couldn't think but, of anything better in the moment. But he couldn't have think he couldn't have thought of anything better in the moment except for like self preservation. But then after he's done something, he's all like, "Fuck!" Like that was awful like you know and then he starts to try and do things to make up for it along his his way like when he ran into um uh frank like in the basement or whatever he was trying to help him and you know he was trying to do all these things he was trying like you know he does these things where you're like okay well maybe he's not that bad like you know he, he seems to care about people and he even cares about like strangers he, he's met this guy this he sees this this old man that's you know can't take care of himself and whatever and he wants to try and help him whatever and you're like okay well he's not a complete dick and whatever and then, <laughs> and then yeah, you, his you first know. In, his first instinct <laughs> is to help people until he wants or needs something until so then he goes yeah. in, then he goes into goblin mode yeah and then all of a sudden it's like like where the fuck did that come from yeah. hence the At end least of the movie. He's, he he's got just enough awareness to be like oh fuck i did something awful Mm. I'm really sorry that happened. It's almost arguable that that's worse. Yeah. He knows that it's horrible what he wants, he's about to do, or what he's done. Well, at least if he knows the harm is done, yes, but he does make some efforts to 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 undo it, so to make amends. So I would say that it's not good, but it is better than someone who is just so blissfully Mm. unaware of their harm. They'd be like, what? I needed it, so I did it. True. However... I figured just within this like this minute of us talking about this character, AJ, I figured that like what the lesson to be learned with him is, is the fact that when from the very beginning, when we first met him, we were to be we were told that he's a scumbag. We were told that from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. With like the accusations that he was dealing with and the legal issues that he was dealing yeah. with. Right. So we were already told that. So all the shit that he was doing in between, uh, between the from then and at the end, it should not have been any surprise with what he ended up doing. Because, um, for oh, Christ's sakes, I don't remember her name. She went back for him. For fuck's sake. She went back. Yeah. yeah. She could have left. 
and she went right back for him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we, we can get into the spoilers because, you know, like, this is for people who have seen the movie. If you're just like. My you, bad, I'm all like. If you're, if you're <laughs> just thinking like, oh, I wonder if a movie's worth watching, but I don't want to know anything. Well, t- well, too bad. You should have told us you wanted a spoiler-free podcast. Just add spoilers. I, I, I could have made one. I could have made mm-hmm. one, but no one, no one ever gives me feedback. So spoiler alerts, he tosses her off a fucking water tower J- just because he knows like the mother would be more interested in her because she's like the good baby. Yeah. And I couldn't so. fucking believe that. I was like, what the fuck? I was so upset because I right. and because up until that point, I was still rooting for, <laughs> for both of them. I thought they were right. both going to be okay at the end. And because, and because he's like, he even says like, am I a bad person or am I just a good person who does bad things? <laughs> like he has that revelation, Ugh, and it, right. it shows that he is the good person who does. He is the good person who does bad things because a true scumbag would have just been like zoom, run off. But he's just like, I just did fucking. I just did something fucking awful. I do it again, but that's but, still, I still did something still awful. awful. No. <laughs> yeah. it's- but he comes back. It costs him though. Yeah. So he dies mm. having. So it's like what he dies mean? demonstrating a conscience rather than like right. some villains that we've seen who die because they don't have a conscience. Yeah. But, but he because like the thing is that when he met Frank in the basement, right? The banality thing of evil. Was like, we're going to come back. I'm going to come back. I'm not going to get help. And, I'm, and we're going to blow this all open. Right. So his whole thing after that point was I need to get the fuck out of here and I need to let people outside of this neighborhood know what the fuck's been going on here. So it's to, it's the, it's arguable to wonder, did he want to do that because he was trying to help or try to potentially rescue other people that might be confined into a, a basement dwelling situation or whatever? Or is it because he wanted to kind of uh, restore his reputation by doing something um, incredibly noble because he was He definitely still- would have. If he survived, mm. he definitely would have been like, I couldn't be a rapist because I saved a woman because who was I okay. Saved oh, all he these totally people. would have milked this. I feel like the yeah. subtext earlier in the movie demonstrates that he would be that kind of person. Just the, just the fact that he's like yeah. ignoring the fact that he's got like a fucking murder basement in his Airbnb. He's just more excited yeah, about the yeah, extra yeah, square yeah. footage in his house. <laughs> I, I think those yeah. kind of clues part two, are like I don't know. That just hints to me that yeah, maybe he is he the kind of guy that just said. is looking at it like yeah. well and again, am I the bad person? You notice how it's all, it's still all about him. He's just yes. trying to... He's just trying he's to look a, for validation. When he's when he said like, I <laughs> yeah. didn't realize there was all this extra square feet in this on this property. Yeah, right. And he was pissed off about the fact that he wasn't made privy to that. Nothing. Yeah, he couldn't he claim like, it. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. He's so <laughs> like he's just seeing dollar signs. He's just so like yeah. he's not even maybe he's thinking like, hey, this is a little fucking weird. Oh, he doesn't he was, even like second yeah. guess the fucking camera and the bed in that room. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's like, something weird about oh, this. There was all this extra like you know land and property and all this shit like that, and I didn't know about this and whatever. That's that yeah, was his concern when he was walking through the through the uh, tunnels. That yeah. blew me away. This wasn't in the fucking blueprint. He was like, look how far it goes. 
look at how far this goes. <laughs> the best part was like he was just like looking it up, and apparently you can't rent it. You can't like claim it as square footage yeah, of a house, like, but you but like, you can claim it as a separate it. dwelling. If <laughs> all he has to do is provide like a, a little staircase going into this basement, oh my God. cut it off from the house, and you've got like a second dwelling that you can just learn. So that's like two houses, right? Oh yeah, he was pumped, and he was pumped and pissed at the same time. He was like, "You so just know if he lived." me about yeah. any of this extra space <laughs> you I just could... knew if he lived he'd be like who wants to spend a night in the murder rape house oh god Turns out, yeah, like, yeah the, the house that the house that i saved a woman from because i'm a hero to women <laughs> i'm an ally believe me oh man uh-huh. yeah he'd be just like the deep and fucking if you've watched the fucking the boys oh yeah. i love the boys yeah. well anyone listen to this who's watched the boys you'll know what i mean it's yeah, he's, de- like he's definitely got that deep energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I do have to say, throughout this, we really haven't spoken much about our main protagonist. Oh, who, yeah. Like, you know, um, Tess, her name was Tess, played by Georgina Campbell. Mm-hmm. But um, she definitely was a huge catalyst obviously for carrying through all of these crazy plot points which i think the reason why we haven't really spoken much about her is because to me she wasn't very impactful in that sense she was definitely a purpose to drive the overall point forward yeah Yeah, she was a catalyst more than a character yeah that's what was like kind of a catalyst of things yeah like um yeah, it feels we like see there's her more really... things happening to her rather than her. Right, and around yeah, we her. See, yeah, we see her in relation to things as yes. a victim yeah. of this amazing monster, as yeah. a potential ally to this alleged rapist, as the roommate of this creepy weirdo. She's right. always, we don't see, well, she's not portrayed as a character, but as. She's the as audience the stand the, in in a way. Yeah, as That's the person the characters interact with. Yeah, right. and we kind of so, see like, that we see the story through her perspective in most from her cases. Perspective, that's not exactly. she's like the audience standard. I feel like that's know? not to say she's bad though, because no, no, that, you know, it, for no, exposition's sake, the audience needs someone they can relate to. So for sure, yeah. if she's for anyone, the uh, like, yeah, if she's the surrogate for the audience. Then yeah. that helps with the immersion. So right, just exactly. because she's not a well fleshed out character doesn't mean that she doesn't serve as important a purpose. Of as the rest of the characters. Yeah. It, it's, it's just like um, for anyone structure. that's for anyone that's listening like you know we definitely haven't forgotten about her. It's just it seems like the yeah. overall idea of what what the point is is what we've been talking about, right? Because I f- I think anyways could be wrong, but I think that that's uh the uh the message I guess, quote unquote, message that's supposed to translate that we've gotten from this, from this conversation, is that, like, is several things. And she was definitely a catalyst for those things to be discussed. Yeah. And it was important because, you know, like, like even though we, her character doesn't go through a journey, like, you know, in terms of, you know, where she came from, what she becomes. Right. We, we do see, like, enough yeah. Like she goes from a potential victim of this of this creepy dude to a fucking 
horror slasher victim. And in the end, a, you know, well, I wouldn't say action star because she's fucking, she gets popped by Justin Long and then thrown off a fucking building by Justin Long. It's like all of her, well, her catastrophic injuries all come from Justin Long. <laughs> but she Justin does, Long's name, okay? Right. She does have a, uh, a very well-deserved and important ending and, you know, survival. Yeah. She even like ends up sort of like, you know, giving a mercy to the monster, seeing like, oh, she can't, she's not like, it's mm-hmm. like, even though she's like the main antagonistic force, she's not a malicious yeah. person. Mm-mm. Like, yeah, she does bash fucking Pennywise's skull in like the fucking uh, American History X, but it's not with anger. It's like, you know, bad baby run away. Yeah. And I mean, like, she could have, she had several opportunities to fuck off entirely from the bright of day until the peak hours of the night when she was warned, this is now your time to leave. Right? She could have just done, gone ahead and done that. So her character decided to go back and try and find AJ and whatever, right? Yeah. And she pushed, she pushed the overall story forward by those choices, whether they made sense or not. But yeah, so there wasn't much to see Mm-mm. about her, but it is still her story. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So um, it, you know, she's a great lens for us to view she's the rest of these sure. characters yeah. to see how the monster is really like an innocent, well-meaning creature, and we find out that the well that the supposedly well-meaning person that the well-meaning people in mm-hmm. this movie are the monsters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, really? They had well, more it, more uh, depth to their uh, dynamic, like, to what we... What, they like, gave us more... I felt more wanting to understand where they were coming from versus our supposed protagonist. Sure. Uh, there was a point where I really wasn't that concerned about, like, where she came from. I was wondering where the fuck... What AJ's fucking angle was... And then we got a little bit of a glimpse about Frank and where this started. And then I was also curious about, like, where did this homeless dude come from and what's his angle for even staying in the, within the vicinity? Like, um, and then we also had, uh, you know, the, the creature, I guess, the barbarian. And I was just kind of like, you know, what, what, is, what are they trying to do here? Did not concern myself with that when it came to... Um, uh, I see. I don't even remember her name. Damn. Google. Tess. Tess. Georgina Campbell. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think it was about her, really. Yeah, but um, you know that 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 role she serves is very effective because. For you sure. know, we yeah. feel scared for her throughout the movie. And right. like you can all the uneasiness is through her, you know, like the uneasiness mm-hmm. initially with Keith when she first gets to the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And well, you know what? Honestly, her sort of her cautious, perceptive nature, which she has to kind of adapt, I think, just by being a woman, that virtue of it, you know, being in an unsafe environment. It serves mm-hmm. her well because she is able to sort of observe with the uh you know the the woman down in the basement 
mm-hmm. what her angle is. Like she understands pretty quickly how she needs to behave and what what she needs to not do. And then she has to educate mm-hmm. Justin Long. She basically saves his ass starting off because he's about oh, to fucking start jump. freaking out. And she's like, don't yeah. get upset. She kind of yeah. like she has that sort of perceptiveness and you could say that emotional intelligence. Uh but yeah, she you know, she read the it, situation very well, no matter regardless of how like um right. obviously like obscure and fucked up it was. She was like, This is a situation. It's so almost we like we have the, to deal with it accordingly. Right. You know, it's funny, it's like, yeah, the empathy actually served her well here because she's like trying to kind of feel out what this creepy well, you know, really, I mean, the monster is just doing what it all all she knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, yeah, she's a tragic, she's a victim, too, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to add other than um, maybe, like, one more criticism, and I got my rating, and I got my death. Oh, well, we haven't got to the bad yet. This was just the goods. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, as I was saying about Justin Long, he finds out the hard way why we double tap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. God damn it. Hey, we just we so, can't shake that cliche, can we? <laughs> so, uh, we'll start with the bads. And since you said you got one bad, uh, let's hear yours, Mackie. I, oh, gosh. See, I kind of feel bad about saying this now because it's how I felt initially after the fact. You know when you have to digest a movie. Yeah. Um, but at first, from my notes from last week, one of my first note was that I felt it was anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt that I was like, well, I felt like it was, it got, um, there was like a really nice, good, steady burn, and then you're intrigued, and then we got to the peak, and then it seemed like it was we're, we're rushing through it, and then it was over, and um, I felt the ending was kind of unsatisfactory. I didn't really quite like it. Yeah. Now that I'm talking about it and thinking about it, I still don't really quite like how it ended. So, um, I think for me, my first bad is that there was an anticlimactic sort of feeling that I had, and I feel like the ending was kind of uns- like just unsatisfactory for me. Not to say that th- it needed to be spoon-fed or anything like that, but there was something missing from from the conclusion of the story for me. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, there was a lot of Frank's story that we, I mean, yeah. who's, to, who's to say that we didn't need to see it? But, you know, that was like the whole crux of the movie. Yeah. And it kind of pivots on something where, like, if you just went to get a sandwich or check your phone for a minute or, you know, go to the bathroom for a quick wee while, while you leave the movie running, you'd miss out on the entire fucking reason mm-hmm. this this person exists in the basement. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's you had to definitely... hang on to a bunch of stuff at once, but like not in like a not in a not in a crazy sort of like erratic way, but it was just kind of like you had you were almost forced to kind of catch up with different things that were happening all at one time in the way that they yeah. it was trying to kind of put it together. 
so it was like because like you know we get the the flashback of like frank and then and the backstory behind the creature that we have and then all and then it seemed it felt like to me that all of a sudden we see old frank in the bed and then mm. he decides to like off himself or whatever right yeah. and i just yeah like there wasn't enough for me to that connect was... to that to that situation it didn't feel earned to me yeah it wrapped it, up way too quickly like, i think it wrapped up way too quickly so yeah they built up a really great foundation for certain things but I feel like yeah. they didn't quite let it be a. a it, it could have been a mm-hmm. little bit more linear, not because um, it did. It's um, I can't grasp anything abstract, but it just it could have been by the end of it. They had the means to kind of tie it up in a way where it would have been a little bit more impactful. I mean, I, I yeah, you could have had her go to the police. Tell them where all the bodies are, Something and then like have and, yeah. and then then have the cops that ignored her fired. Yeah. Something. There was no like, yeah, have some fucking those justice. Cops were something else. Those cops are something else. Yeah. Have those cops named and shamed so that yeah. you know she can be like I came to the officer blah blah and blah blah and they just like fucking walked me to the door and they wouldn't yeah, even like ask fucked. me for any proof that I own this place because. Well, that gets into several other bads, but uh, and they made a just to build off yours. A sequence. That was yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, just to build off of uh, your bad, like the lack of a frank uh, backstory. It, it doesn't answer the question: Why is there only one Monster Girl? Because when we see Frank's video collection, he's got mm. dozens of victims that he that he raped and had you know awful things with, and the hobo says like. Uh, she's 40 years old and that like mm. they made like a copy of a copy of a copy. So why isn't there a family like with progressively less inbred and monstrous people? Right. And like, in we, the tunnels, we should see like a yeah. Sawyer family. We should yeah. see a Sawyer family of and people in the like tunnels, right. there were holes. There were various holes where we found um, um, our protagonist and she ended up in, in the one her and uh, AJ they were in one of the holes and he was scooped out of one of them. And then when she was going through to try and find him, we saw that there were several other holes. Yeah, so we saw cages obviously there were several other people that were in the same situation that they had been in. So this wasn't the first fucking time. So yeah. what happened there? Yeah. And when he says like, oh, she's a copy of a copy of a copy. That's like four generations of inbreeding, meaning that she would have been a teenager if she was like one of the screams that we had heard in uh like in the Reagan era flashback yeah. because like to say she's 40 years old that would have if if Frank was only abducting women since the 80s then saying she's 40 years old would have made her one of the first so she couldn't have been like no no amount of inbreeding on the first generation would look that bad yeah unless he, unless he like picked her up from a Chernobyl mail order bride <laughs> Yeah. Right. And, and Tess, like, the like second... she... I'm so sorry, but, like, Tess, like, she got out of the hole, and she did her thing, and, like, again, it was a situation where you really felt like there was going to be something that was going to happen there, and and they they built up that whole sequence. Um, AJ got, like, dragged out, too, 
And nothing came with that. There was that whole scene of where, like, he got forced breastfed and everything like that. Nothing came with that. I think that was just for Squick Factor. Probably, Th- yeah. That was That was just, like, we need something to make the audience go... Ugh! Well, yeah, it did. It did. So, you know, <laughs> they, they they wanted a little... They wanted to give us a dry <laughs> heat moment, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm going to give this three out of five. <laughs> but, uh, like, it, uh, we, sh- we should have seen, like, a family. If not... Like, if for some reason, like, they starved or she rebelled or, she, you know, she went fucking, like, Silent Hill on their asses, right. we should at least should have, have a room been... with bodies in it. Right. It was barren. Yes. Right? There was nothing yeah. there. There was no evidence of it was uh, generations of this situation happening at all through these yeah. deep tunnels. You think she's going to be out there with a fucking shovel digging plots in the back? No. She doesn't look like she can even hold a shovel. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, Frank, Frank with that fucking bell. Like. <laughs> Salamanca bell. Why? <laughs> <laughs> if she's feeding him, then why would she not approach the room that he's in? Yeah. And, and also, when we see the bell, this is like Chekhov's, this is Chekhov's bedroom bell. Because. We see the bell by the bed, and he when he brings when he's like gesturing his hand, and Justin moves the dresser over. I thought he was going to ignore the dresser and show that he's reaching for the rope to ring the bell to like tell her to come in and deal with this prick. Mm-hmm. But no, like that's when they did like another MacGuffin, and they're like, "Oh, surprise! He's got the gun. Mm-hmm. There's a gun in the drawer." Yeah, and you just kind of like. But like, what was the point of the bell? <sighs> right, because it's also, not- why is he in the fucking? Why is he in the basement? It's his house. Why, like, why, like, that means at some point he decided I'm going to fake my death and just live as a mole the, th- and make her go, make her rob convenience stores to feed me. The thing that I gathered from that was that I think that he got himself sick from the mass amount of inbreeding that he was doing because technically speaking. How would that affect him? Hang on one second. <laughs> I so, mean, like, you could say he got like an STD from like, from like but the kidnapping that, the wrong like, woman. No, no, no. What I'm trying to say is that like it's implied that like his offspring were feral. Like you know what I'm oh, saying. Man, I imagine and that I'd imagine like from the third generation onward they'd be feral, but like the first one would just be like a little goofy looking. Well, not just that, but I mean like there was obviously opportunity for like his offspring as they like kind of like mutated into like creatures. They were fucking off, and I feel like he was trying. He was continuously trying to perfect. The bloodline or something like that. He might have gotten sick from that old age i mean here's the thing why wasn't the neighborhood why weren't the other houses filled with his offspring like if they're just like fuck you dad i'm moving out i'm going across the street it seems like he was like, very like um they would show up in other neighborhoods people would be like there's a fucking golem true, killing true. crackheads <laughs> true and it was just like it was just the one right we had that <laughs> she would be an so urban again, legend she it's so underused this sh- the, there should have been like caverns like the fucking orcs mm. in like Lord of the Rings like as soon as we hear that bell going off then you just hear like <laughs> <laughs> oh man like, and then like they start yeah. crawling along the walls and 
Mackie, you remember that fucking like part like early in Resident Evil Village where you're running through the the whole hmm. fucking Heisenberg's little oh fucking death God. game circuit. Oh, <laughs> right through that shit, oh. right through that little tunnel. I mean, like, in retrospect, <laughs> that was actually kind of fun. But at the time, I was stressed out as hell. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I remember yeah, playing so it the first should, time. And I was seen, like, where the fuck do I go? Yeah. But yeah, so we should have seen Frank's other offspring. Right. It should have been. Because, like, again, something... for her to be that inbred, she at least needs a it mom. Been a and for him saying, tunnel. like, oh, he was. He was for him saying, like, oh, yeah, they, he was just, like, raping all these women. Like, only one of them got pregnant over the over the <laughs> months that he kept them? I think she ate them and, all. And the first one was just a monster on the first she shot? She ate them. Obviously, she was cannibalistic. Yeah, but how how long would that keep him? I don't know. I mean, like, even yeah. if you eat, like, a baby, that's, like, what? Like, maybe two days if you if you get it in tin Yeah, but he could have been trying fridge. to keep continuously right. breeding. And that one alpha, um, you know, uh, critter um, was probably feeding off of them. Because, obviously, it turns out that she was feeding off of anything that turned up in the neighborhood. Yeah. Again, so, you'd think you'd find, like, a pile of bones. Know. Maybe if, she if ate the damn eaten, bones, Mike. Maybe she ate them damn bones. <laughs> Milk needs calcium. So, well, Makes you sense. Know, she had those long arms and legs and shit like that, and she had all kinds of bones density. <laughs> she got <laughs> ran over by a car. All the calcium got instantly absorbed she into her superstructure. She got ran over yeah. by a whole car, and she was fine. So osteoporosis was just not on her radar. Yeah, I... And yeah, that's a whole other osteoporosis. thing. Yeah, she probably like, ate She's, everything that came through. The, all the incest gave her superpowers. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it made her ugly, but she got superpowers because somehow she survives getting fucking run over by like a car. Yeah, like, she got probably, like you know what I mean. Like you, car and she, fucking she, all your your pelvis has got to be mm-hmm. broken after all that shit. When like, she got up after that, she fell off yeah. of the uh, the water or light tower or whatever. And she survived that too. So I don't know, man. Like she was probably getting yeah. like you know pumped up off of eating <laughs> the offspring right. of this incestuous operation. I don't know. If she I just kept know. eating her babies, and it just kept giving her strong. Probably bones. there's all there's animals in the wild that do this shit. Okay, <laughs> so yeah. He's got like piles of junk food. Like we see, like potato chip wrappers and shit by his bed. So clearly, he's getting like some some staples. I I like she's robbing a convenience store to feed him. Well, because it's not like he's like eating cave rocks and shit Mm. or like lichen off of uh, lichen off the walls. But she obviously knew how to identify with what the the folks around her that she gave a damn about. You know. we have like um, Tess as an example. She was willing to do the most for Tess, whether or not she understood it or not. She knew what mm-hmm. Tess's needs were, so it could have been the same thing for Frank. But anyways, oh yeah. So yeah. So John, what's your first? We've been on this for a bit. How yeah. What's your first bad, John? All right. Well, with all this talk about the monster and everything, I honestly find that the least interesting part about this movie, like. The monster is actually kind of well. You know what? On, okay, I love the the setup with everything with the the whole uneasiness, the Airbnb thing. But mm. I think I I kind of almost for me, I would personally find it scarier if like somehow that like that 
it, it's even left even more abstract. Like it's not even something like that. What's down there in the basement and where that those tunnels lead. I would have liked it to be lead into some more like supernatural, more of like a fucking Lovecraftian thing where it really takes a fucking turn for the wild. Like it first starts it off as a very grounded more story. With that. Yeah. Mm. But, um, I, well, I guess maybe it was put this way. Like, Maybe when you really start seeing the monster a lot, and maybe it's kind of tied in with your criticism, Mackie, is like when it's at the ending, I feel like a lot of the suspense is kind of like it's I don't know. Like once the monster's out there, you see it, it's doing its thing. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of magic that's lost and it kind of goes more the direction of. All right, I know kind of where this is going. It does it does right. surprise me in some ways, but it kind of just goes the way of the, your typical horror movie type of climax. Uh, kind of similar to a slasher movie, but it's not like, you know, it's like, okay, this is the typical getting chased by the monster, that kind of right. thing. Yeah. There isn't that it, it's lead not up. new in yeah, that but aspect. That, I miss that first, that initial part of her discovering the basement and even, like, those shots of, like, the fucking mm. basement door and, like, her trying to make sure it doesn't fucking shut and stuff. And mm. mm-hmm. th- th- that lead up, it, once the mystery is gone, it, it's, um, I don't know, there's something that's a little lost on it. I think, I, I think, like, after, like, those things that you mentioned, too, I think the other part after the fact was when she was running out of the tunnel and then trying to get out from the window. I think that was the last time I actually felt stressed out. Like, yeah. And then you see um, the the creature like popping out of the window when she gets rescued by the homeless dude. And then right. that was like the the last like yeah. really once she's like out of the house and then yeah. she's running around in the neighborhood. Yeah, she's kind of out of that habitat. There, there's just something that's lost there, and mm. uh, not saying it is necessarily bad, but I, I just it, well with so much of the plot being about the monster, I was like, yeah, I find the monster not really the most. I, I found the the more Hitchcockian elements in this movie to be more mm. intriguing to me, um, mm. and, and you know. Like maybe I love like I love the Sam Rimmy influence, but it's not my favorite part of this. I think I like more of that David Fincher type style going on in the earlier yeah. parts of it. Um, yeah, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. And, and I guess I'll just say maybe I'll tie it in. This is another note, but it's kind of at the same point. Um, yeah, I would have liked maybe a little more explanation given to us explicitly about Frank and what he's doing here. I do yeah. appreciate that they do also lead us breadcrumbs to piece together more parts of the story. That is good. Mm-hmm. But I could have you maybe used a couple more givens and then work out the algebra problem from there, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I was pretty, like, bummed out by the fact that, like, you know, you're introduced to characters, Frank in particular, too, like, and then all of a sudden it's, 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 you know, you, you feel like, okay, let me, uh, it seems like we need to kind of get to know this character and then all of a sudden they're, they're fucked off now or it's irrelevant now all of a sudden, right? So that kind of sucked. Uh, They were rushing through characters. Yeah. Yeah, there there was some points. I, I some parts I feel like they uh, could have fleshed out a little bit more, For and sure. um, you know, and 
that would have just kind of fed into the all around narrative and have better. Um, I, I guess, yeah. And maybe it might make the climax a little bit better too, like make the end of the movie a little more bit effective. More well rounded. Yeah. Right? Because, like, the ending just seemed just kind of like, okay, well, let's just get it done. Yeah, it did feel rushed. I, I would mm. agree there, too. It kind of, um, yeah, for what was pretty much a good film throughout, it, yeah, at this point of it, uh, this was probably maybe my least favorite. Though the it still expectation has a good for what ended up happening was yeah. pretty high by the time um, that came around. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It just like, man, maybe it was... Maybe it was impossible to finish smoothly with how I guess. good of a like build-up he had. Who knows? Was beautiful too. Like I love the cinematography. Yeah, I love the camera oh, work, expertly the lighting. It really it's an incredibly made movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the choices, whether you like them or not, were like very thought out and deliberate. Yeah, mm. I mean, you know, it's yeah, exactly, and. Yeah, everything's in tension, and you could just... There's just a lot of filmmaking skill going on in it. And, there was, yeah. Um, yeah, I, and, you know, I think with what... For for all the creative choices they did, they did them effectively. Mm. Um, but, you know, maybe just some parts... You know, some of my stuff is, like, my own nitpicky, like, you know, my my personal preference of what I want to see in a story. So it's very subjective to me. Um, yeah, same you know. Here. But I, it's like it's a great idea they have there. I love the whole just the mystery of you could say that the Airbnb concept is a mystery box. It could be anything that you have down in that basement. Mm-hmm. You could flip flop it for a whole different type of twist. But that whole that duality is mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you can even keep the cages and shit and be like, hey, it's a Fifty Shades of Grey B&B. Yeah, oh shit. Or you know what? No, we find out this is actually secretly a grill, a gremlin sequel. And there's like a bunch of fucking like Mogway tied down there. And they're like, <laughs> I don't know, some alarm system goes off and it makes these sprinklers come in. And they all get sprayed and they like become gremlins. They all come out of the basement and shit. That explains how they've been eating all these years. They've got a fucking mogwai <laughs> right? in there. She just grabs like a little bit of water from a cave, dr- drops it on the mogwai. As soon as they multiply, she like cracks them on the head with a rock and eats them. And <laughs> boom, you've got an infinite food source. Exactly. Why is, there a, why is there a world hunger problem in a world with gremlins in it? You've got <laughs> yeah. water. You've got infinite meat. Make it happen. <laughs> well, Mike, what is your bad and your good? We haven't we haven't even got to my bads yet. Oh yeah, I, God I said damn, bad just, and I, good. I, I, I covered the goods. We covered the goods already. You got we always do, do, All right. So what's your next? Yeah, we bad? always do the goods first. What's yeah. your next bad? Now it's the bad. What'd okay, you? so uh, I'm gonna rapid fire my bads because it sounds like like, jo- like you and John only got like one real bad run one big bad for each one. Yeah, minor little ones. All right. Uh, first bad. First bad. That is one silent piss. When she goes to the bathroom, she just sits down in the toilet. She's looking all around, and I'm like, "Well, <laughs> we're waiting." It's like shouldn't have said I that because I kind of got to go. <laughs> uh, next one was taking the picture <laughs> of the guy of his license and not googling him. Just to see that he is who he says he is, because he gives a lot of information about himself. Like I'm a I'm a reviewer. I'm part of a artist collective. So mm. 
mm. got a picture of his license. How about looking this guy up to make sure he's actually doing all this shit? If he's got an identity and a life, he's got people that you can research and like find to be like, what's he like? Oh, he's and a she sweet had dude. The technology to do so. Yeah, she's got her fucking cell phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second Keith stops responding in the basement, I would have just like pinned the door open so he could walk out, and I would have fucked off. But then I would have missed yeah. out on the cool basement adventure. So who? What do I know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'd have Next, no movie. It, <laughs> the ki- yeah, it would have just been Keith uh, has to learn to be a good baby and uh, <laughs> wait for Justin Long to show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been a great... This movie would have turned out so differently because Keith wouldn't have been a helpless woman, so he probably would have gone along great with Justin Long. <laughs> well. AJ would have been like, well, I don't need to get any sexual favors from you. I mean, like, when- or he, he would be in the room with the mother and just be like, women, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, the second Keith stops, res- uh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, the cages in the cave are spooky, but why is she crying before the big monster shows up? Like, if you hear him like, help, you just be like, either nope and walk off. Like, I'm not going to fall for this very obvious rape trap that he's got set up. Mm. Or I'd be like, I'm going to go get help for him. Or you'd just be rushing towards him. And just think like, well, I'm going to get him out and then we're going to fuck off. But like, why show up like, <laughs> kids, just, just come over again. Yeah, she could have, um, she could have, there were some situ- like choices that she made between yeah. when she got there and versus when she ended up quote unquote trapped or stuck or whatever, where I'm like, you really didn't even need to be in this situation. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was just kind of like, you know. Um, Another just... problem I had with her was when she climbed out of the pit. And she's like, <gasps> like I get it. You climbed out of a pit. It may be exhausting work, but breathe quieter. Your life is on the line, and you're trying to escape something that's in a dark environment. So presumably, it gets it has good hearing. Yeah, like, you can demonstrate someone like. Some descent like that can still shit. that can that can that can still be loud. This like you movie, can still be like this movie in the tunnels was like you know really really wanting to be like the descent real bad. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> but it only turned out decent, dude. It's uh, that was actually what I wanted to kind of compare this to because like the descent is great until you know honestly the movie kind of loses me by the time you actually see the monsters. It was scarier Don't when they were just. Don't you dare! You cannot. Don't you dare. Oh. Hey, it's one of my favorite <laughs> horror movies of all time, but I, I honestly find the so. monsters the least interesting part of that movie. <laughs> all right. You know what, Domo? Dude, I'm telling you, like, just being trapped in a fucking cave with some dumb friend who is like, we're going to go in a cave <laughs> that's unmapped, and I'm not going to tell you about it. God, yeah, I was no, I know, so I know. angry that was totally and freaked out. That's some but, white people shit. But Barbarian yeah. was like really, really like wanting, it was dying to be the descent <laughs> during those <laughs> right. scenes. And they just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't get Yeah, her. again, you, you could have had like monsters climbing along the walls when they hear like They wanted to be the yelling. descent so bad. Yeah. Uh, Actually, this should have been a follow-up. It should have been like leading down into the descent caves, but it's linked to a house. Yeah, yeah linked to a house. Like, forget the like, surface. I was like, right. okay, go then just turn around and then go back out and up. Like, right. you know, it would there was no real threat there, so I was like, okay, well, you guys could just really just turn back around. <laughs> right. uh, another bad <laughs> is the cops. 
Like, oh god! The door I mean, wasn't closed on ho- them. The house wasn't locked up on them. Cops aren't <sighs> ho- cops aren't helpful in a horror movie. Like seriously, mm, I, I can't believe too. when she met the cops, she uh, uh, well three in a row about problems with Tess. When she did get the cops, who at least brought her to the place, even if they didn't believe her, and they were like they had their own problems. But she was the biggest problem because all she could have said was when they said, "Do you live here?" All she could have said was, I live here now, I have rented the place, and I can provide the name of the agency, I demonstrate that I know the key code to get in this place, and as proof of ownership, my laptop is inside. When you open the door, you will see my laptop with my name on it. My phone was taken by my captor, so I can't bring my registration to you now, because I escaped captivity. Like, meet them halfway. Like, try a little fucking harder. She was just like, believe me, believe me, believe me. Like, yeah. maybe yeah. maybe it's sort of I, reasonable they wouldn't believe her because really she did kind of look like a crackhead yeah. because she was in captivity. But she did nothing, nothing to be like, I have proof of my residency yeah. inside this yeah. place. You know, just maybe trying a like- little harder to not come off like a crazy person you know? yeah and that was like a I, yeah. written choice which is so annoying because like i don't know if it's because we're horror movie veterans or something like that and you know i watch it like you know friday the 13th and whatever and i'm like why the fuck you know so i'm like okay fine but if you want to make the cops not helpful there's ways to do it that but that sound reasonable and human. Well, for sure. But the thing is that what I was uh, what I was going to say is that they are trying so much more so to make horror movies feel more threatening and believable and stuff like that, so that there's a little <laughs> bit more of a yeah. I know it's funny. And then they have a completely hysterical woman who offers <laughs> no yeah. information. Yeah, and then they do this shit where it's like, okay, so you know that you have like a whole generation of, of folks and your your previous generation of folks that are like, we're going to see what it is that you're doing. And, um, and they're not being fucking like clever about shit or whatever. That just personally pisses well, me off. I'm like, you guys this... know better by now. I don't know what's going on. But... For the... Yeah. For the efforts they're making, they still at times will go to some lazy cliches to really move the plot lazy forward. Cli- it's and, like, oh. God, they oh. they bordered on misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, yeah. well, we still got to have a hysterical, crazy woman trope <laughs> yeah. in the movie. You know, it's so. like for as much effort as they're trying to make it believable, then they throw this in there. You're like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, there's just yeah. some very very in. Uh, like people not being as creative as they could be knowing what people know about horror and stuff like that there's definitely yeah. ways to make movies mm-hmm. like cr- this way more captivating yeah. and stuff yeah. like that than you could have found a way to make the cops useless by just having them like <laughs> go in the house see the laptop believe her and then go into the cave and, and just, then when they try to do the radio thing the radio doesn't work because it's cave absorbing the radio like and yep. they get killed yeah. Have them for get them killed right be, away so she gets a gun. Right. right, but for them to be like, oh, well, you must be on oh. drugs or yeah. some shit. Fi- oh when they hear God. shots fired, Ugh. they just leave. If I was her, I would have screamed, are you the fucking only cops in Detroit? Get RoboCop here then. Right. Like, fucking <laughs> let someone else answer the shots fired call and help me stop a fucking monster. Yeah, maybe they, I, I did wonder maybe if they this was their way of trying to like, 
there's like this weird subtext going on about like the, the cops of, and like, their Detroit inability to and how they just like this is a neighborhood they don't give a fuck about so they're like <sighs> I guess you know, like, what yeah. like if they wanted to yeah. they really could have done that without making her look totally useless yeah that's right. the thing that's what makes it so yeah. defeating as a as a person that's watching movies like this yeah. it's like that would just like obviously you can suspend uh, you can suspend reality so much so, so it's enjoyable mm-hmm. but then when it gets to a point where it's like you know okay now you're just playing in our face yeah i mean I I, it's like i can be pretty that. charitable and yeah. I, I i i'm of the opinion of like okay i think i see what you're trying to do here so maybe you should tra- right. tweak a few things here yeah. and that would right. make what you're trying to do that much more effective it's like exactly I well, see when you're, when you're, when I, you're I see seriously it. like playing yeah. in our i see you there <laughs> yeah like but somebody made she... some stupid choice somewhere where they were like oh well that'll do yeah she's <laughs> yeah. the reason the cops were so useless because she never just said i have proof of my residency inside right i pr- i can demonstrate i know the key code to get inside so this is proof that i am very familiar with this residence and my laptop you will find inside mm. right mm-hmm. all she had to do is just say those things and at least if they say well, yeah well we can't go in without a warrant or something yeah then then that will demonstrate the cops being right. useless by procedure or choice right. but at least she has done her diligence at yeah she point, did not yeah. do they, the bare minimum they could have they they communicated that like Right yeah. at this point, they yeah. can't they can't um, get away with uh, negligence like that in scripts. Yeah, she's the reason they're useless, and that's just a that's just bad writing. Exactly. To her. So that's kind of annoying, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, another mini bad. Mm. Uh, why say no, no, no when Frank took out the gun to kill himself? If I was Justin, I would have been like, no, don't kill me. And then as soon as he puts the gun in his mouth, I'd be like, oh, 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 okay, proceed. Because I, I did like, see a video, I did just see a video of you raping someone. So uh, I'm yeah. really not invested in protecting your life. I would have <laughs> been like, "That's too easy." Would you like me to do it for you? I would have been like, "If you're having trouble with the gun, I can help." We can drag your decrepit. We could drag your decrepit self make, right through them tunnels. <laughs> make sure you get some. I'll make sure you get your calcium if you know yeah. what I mean. Well, we're, 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 we're going to force you to drink you, some milk. We're going to nurse you to whatever amount of health we can get you at, and we're going to get you up and out of here so you can you you you're gonna you're gonna have to deal with this. By the way, yeah. <laughs> not a shot to the head. You're going to deal with this, and people are going to know what you've done and what you've been doing and why this is why the situation is because obviously. He did that because he knew he was like, well, that didn't really work out the way that I. Hmm. Yeah, the cops are coming. Gonna, I, yeah. And the cops. He believed him when he said the cops are coming. I think yeah, I'd want to so. make him live like, uh, what's his name? Hector in Breaking Bad. You know Hector. how he's like, you know, he's like having to <laughs> ring the bell and stuff to talk. And he's like Ding. in some shitty nursing Ding. home somewhere. Oh, my no, God. No, he let him. He let himself go because he knew what he did was fucked up and it didn't work out the way that he thought it would so no I his like, breeding oh, experiment failed. yeah so i'd be like no 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 but let's get you up and get some vitamin d we're gonna get you upside upset outside and you know get some food have you had some wendy's in a little bit we can go we can go get some wendy's. i noticed all, i noticed all the rappers down i noticed all the rappers <laughs> on the floor you want some, do you want some, do you want some burger king? right 
we'll get some food, you know, get you a haircut <laughs> and everything like that. Make you look good for your mugshot. Yeah, he went out too easy, so. Uh, like, again, the cops, when they when she first called 911, uh, when the cops are just like, there are no no, no available units. Like, I'm sorry, did Detroit suddenly just run out of fucking cops? This is why they needed OCP. Apparently they did, because... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, again, missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, my, uh, we got what the fucks. My what the fuck is the door that opens up in the basement. (laughs) Like, why does it swing inward when you pull it? Because... I let that one it go. Should be pushed, it should be pushed open. Like, how can it close if pulling the rope opens it and not, and like, it's not like it's yeah. spring-loaded where letting it go closes it. Yeah. You, that means if you want to close it from the other side, you would have to like bring it up like, you would have to like pull hard with your hand in and pull your hand back before it closes shut. And it doesn't even snap or latch onto anything. It would only make sense if that rope pulled up a board or a latch that was keeping it closed and prevented it from swinging outwards. Yeah. Because how could you close it when you leave? And the crazy yeah. part, too, is, like, they made a whole sequence out of that. Like, with her, like, Only to, only to reveal they don't and... know how hinges work. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, like, yeah. how did the hobo know this guy's story? When he's just like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, raised a bunch of women in the, in the fucking, uh, in, in the rape house. Like, how come Frank never got arrested then? Mm. Oh, yeah, because these cops suck, apparently. (laughs) Uh, So, I guess now we can take it to the kill of the week. (laughs) Bill Skarsgård getting his face pounded against the rocks was pretty fucking scary Mm. because it really did look like he was behind all this weird shit until it was clear he wasn't. Yeah, Yeah. that's crazy. Oh, my God. Is yeah. what I would have said mm. until the very last ten minutes of this fucking movie, yep. when the hobo <laughs> brags about this being his safe shelter of fifteen years. Like you know, she not that fifteen years. She never come in this motherfucker, and then the mother Kool Aids her way in and beats him to death <laughs> with his own arm. Yeah, that was fucking epic. Fucking okay, you should not have said that Mortal because Kombat I was style. Say, oh my god, Mike. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stole your thunder. <laughs> oh, did, did, yeah, you did. Totally. Did. That's fine. Like you can, you can, you can get into, you can get in on this kill. I'll <laughs> get in on that one because I was get like, okay. I was like, all right, fine. He didn't decide to leave the community. Fine. And then um, he's all like, <laughs> no, we're safe. good. We're good. Are like, and then, yeah. Anyways, you guys. We have know. we have a peaceful detente. That was my kill of the week, by the way. So <laughs> it was so fucking. <laughs> Fast the fact that she ripped his arm great. off. Yeah, ripped his the arm off. Fatality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> ripped his arm off and, just, and was just beating the shit out of him. And like the blood splatter, I was like, oh, that's and the the attention you can hear, like, to detail, crunching and snapping, like the attention yeah. to detail was so great with Ooh. the sounds and the fact that like. His uh, the arm that she was beating him with, his own arm, obviously, it was like also breaking apart while she was beating him <laughs> with it. I was like, okay, 
Jesus. <laughs> That's why she didn't show up in 15 years. He's been there because she, there, her baby was never in their place. Yeah, right? that w- I was like, she was like, she's she gonna make sure it's all gone. Um, so <laughs> I kind of yeah. feel like somewhere in her DNA, man, in her genes, is she like related to the mountain? You know, mm. fucking. <laughs> she kills the hobo and then she walks away. Puny bum. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that was my kill of the week, and I have my rating ready. Okay, John, what's your kill? <laughs> All right, my kill, we're going to go with uh, Zach Long's death, man, just right there at the end. Fucking mm. just visceral, and then the eyes coming out and everything. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Fuck, it was a nice. Pom- ripped him up in, like, the fucking pomegranate from, uh, like, what Rafiki did in The Lion King when he learned Simba was alive. Yeah, holy he, like, shit. Rips, he, like, rips open that pomegranate to paint the walls, and he's just like, it is time. Yeah. That's oh, when she, that's least, what that's what his skull was. Right. It, it's a very good looking death scene. And yeah, also bonus points too, like to the ones you guys mentioned. And yeah, like Bill Skarsgård one. Oh god, yeah, that just they 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 sync the sounds very well with the visuals. The gore was fantastic with the yeah, with yeah. all of the death scenes. So and it, they and it wasn't like gratuitous, right? Like it wasn't no. like a uh, like I had mentioned earlier, like it wasn't like gratuitous, like gore and stuff like that. It was just the impacts were there with the sound effects and um, like little things like, you know, like I mentioned with um, the homeless dude's arm, like starting to break apart and like the blood splatter and whatever. You didn't have to see much to yeah. see that there yeah. was a massacre going on. <laughs> it's like oh, just yeah. enough, you know. Yeah, it was just <laughs> enough. And yeah, Justin enough. Mm. Yeah, Justin enough. <laughs> it's like, all right, it was, it was like Justin long enough. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. his. That's his porn name. <laughs> that mustache he, he not, had on. He's definitely not Justin short. All right. <laughs> he had that fucking eighties, uh, seventies so- porn star mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So now we can get to the rating, and I'm going to give this four hairy rubber nipples out of five. <laughs> because we've got great chemistry with uh, a lot of the characters, great editing, scary moments, excellent prosthetics, a sympathetic monster, and the soundtrack. Holy shit, this soundtrack is per- is precisely perfect really in all of it. Yeah. It's purposeful. Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard to complain, but there's an entire point taken off because there's a real gap in the exposition as to how this is the one person in the mo- the one monster in, in this entire man's menagerie of uh, victims. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, as we discover, Tess, as a character, she's barely written, and when she does have a scene, she makes a lot of... Like, like as you saw my three bads in a row, she is so poorly written. She constantly makes bad decisions. <laughs> she doesn't know how. To, she doesn't know how to communicate to the police that mm-hmm. she is a legitimate resident of a place where she has been held in captivity. She, uh, she just like turns into a hysterical mess, walking into a cave before any terrible shit has happened. The, like yeah. the more we see about her. Like, she does have a nice heroic ending, and you still feel she deserves it, but, you know, she kind of also deserves to suffer up until that ending, because she really does nothing to help herself. Nope. Until until the end. Mm. Yeah. 
which is a shame because she could have been a lot better, but she this was just a badly written character. For sure. Her character was not given any sort of justice, in my opinion. I was way more intrigued by like AJ and, and shit like that and um, yeah. and Keith and everything like that. So that sucks, especially since we were supposed to be seeing this through the lens of Tess. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your rating? My rating is a four homeless man arm beatings out of five. <laughs> nice. Um, I thought it was really, really, it was intriguing enough. I was into it. Um, like I said, I liked the gore. Um, the elements that I did get into, they really kept me going. Like the cinematography. I really liked the use of, like, uh, you know, just the way that they didn't they weren't gratuitous about like you know surprise scenes and stuff like that i really appreciated uh scenes like that and whatever and yeah it was it was fun it was a good watch for me i do wish that there was a little bit more that went on with it at the end of the day when it came to i i really i really wish it was wrapped up a little bit better than it was yeah. So yeah. I wish Tess mattered to the writer as much as she could have mattered to us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was really, really disappointed that um, as as it was going on, um, by the end of it, I was like, wow, I really didn't give a shit about what happened to Tess. So that sucks. <laughs> she wasn't a, she wasn't written as a character. She no. was written as the re, as the catalyst for other characters. Yeah. And I was actually upset by um aj's death even though he's supposed to be a scumbag because yeah, he should have like lived to face jail time yeah I like don't get that, to be the hero yeah i thought there would yeah. have been something more for him to go on there so i was upset that that happened to him and there was nothing that went forward with that so anyways so john what's your rating well i guess i'm following the pack here i guess we're gonna give this uh four uh, f- I don't know, misplaced Airbnb rentals <laughs> out of five. Four double booked rentals. Yeah, double booked rentals double out of booked, five yeah. here. Uh, you know, I think, like, despite the things I said, you know, my criticism about it, I think this is just a very masterfully crafted horror movie. Uh, you know, it's well paced. Um, mm. And the casting is pretty strong in this. You know, I mean, there's some issues, I think, with the writing, as we've talked about. But, uh, you know, none of it is game breaking. All of it is still all around this movie can, you know, delivers, you know, yeah, mm. I do feel like the ending's a little weak, even though it does have a great kill at the end. Um, just it does that is kind of the weaker part, but that's something a lot of horror movies struggle with. It's really mm-hmm. hard to get a, an ending well. I will say that. Um, I don't think if there's anything. Well, I will say through the course of doing this episode and going over the trivia, I think I've gained a newfound appreciation for this movie. All the stuff you shared about like the, the soundtrack and how well it syncs to the plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely wanting to watch this movie again now with like a refined a perspective lens. yeah i want to look yeah. at some more stuff in the background see if there's some other details Same. might be able to pick up yeah um uh, yeah i don't know i think this might be a good like 
you know, this movie could be like one of those like master classes and like building up some tension. Fuck yeah. Just seemingly mundane dialogue. Like definitely the first thing with Georgina Campbell and Will Skarsgård, that first 15 minutes or so, it's, yeah, it's just great. You know, it's, it's not, and it's just basically two people in a fucking house talking, you know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, it was tense. Yeah, it was it's tense. T- it was tense and sweet at the same time because you're just like, if we're taking it at face value, it's it's kind of sweet. Yeah, but you know, you know, you're watching a fucking horror movie and it's called Barbarian. Right. So you're also just like, <laughs> all right, when it, is someone going to get clocked with the bottle little, and wake up in it, cuffs, chained to the bed? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's like you're in a horror movie, but at some point, I'm like, Gam, I'm in a horror movie and I feel a little disarmed right now. Yeah. Oh, what is going on? <laughs> just like the uh, hobo. Right, and that's how, like, you know, like, that's how I um I felt when I watched it, too. And that's why when I uh, mentioned to you guys, I was like, it's, 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 it's interesting. Like, <laughs> you, I didn't know what to say about it, right? I was like, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how to say, like, anything other than that. I was like, other than just, just watch it and then figure out, like, like how you feel about it. Um. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was barbarian. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed uh, this episode, and if you, uh, we definitely hope that you enjoyed uh, the movie. Because if you haven't, then you don't have to watch it anymore. Because we just spoiled everything. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you have any suggestions for theme months or just uh, random individual movies, let us know. Uh, where can people find you, Mackie? Uh. Well, I mean, not much at the moment. So, okay, John, where can people find you, or do you not want to be found? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I haven't really done Twitch in a good while, but if you want to uh, follow my Instagram, uh, King dot Mickey, like Mickey Mouse dot V. Uh, yeah, I'm just posting my uh, flow arts and fire art stuff on there. So, and hey, Sons you know. of the Forest, Sons of the Forest. I know that's oh a big yeah, deal. buddy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I do stream on Twitch as Mister Sako uh, with two Ks there. Uh, but I haven't done that in a while. But yeah, hopefully we'll get back into that soon. Yeah. So if you want us to do stuff on Twitch, like either watch like a horror movie as like a watch party with us, or you know listen to like an old classic episode, or uh, if you have any video games, like fucking contact us, hit us up, send me some shit, give me some suggestions, let me know. Like, if you want me to do any of this, let us know when you'd be watching so we know when to uh, schedule this stuff. Because no point in me doing this on, like, on a Wednesday afternoon. Because I don't want to compete with the Saturday night Twitch massive onslaught of mm-hmm. everyone else having free time. But, you know, let us know what would work for you. Hit us up. Give me contact stuff. You'll find out how to contact us at the, the end of the show. Whoop. But until next time, I'm Mike. Mackie. And I'm John. And thank you for joining us for another episode of The Graveyard Shift. The Graveyard Shift is a Strange Biscuits production. Visit our website at strangebiscuits.com slash graveyardshift to hear all of our previous episodes. Subscribe to us, rate, and review us on CastBox, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, and Spotify. And don't forget to check out our Instagram at The Graveyard Shift Pod, as well as our Facebook at The Graveyard Shift Pod. Our Twitter is GS underscore Horror Pod. And if you wish to support the show financially, visit us at patreon.com slash graveyard. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show and get bonus content. 
The theme for the Graveyard Shift is As Brutal As It Ever Was by Technoaxe. Visit their website at technoaxe.com and their YouTube channel for more royalty-free music. Thank you for listening, and as always, stay spooky. Bye-bye. <laughs>